everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Bell on the drums and We have a, a busy one today. Do uh, we? We do. <laughs> I'm starting out. I'm starting it out with Harry Sisson. You know who Harry Sisson is. Yeah, that, that the, the hamster offspring from Rye, New York. I gotta fix this light. Yes, the hamster offspring from Rye, New York. Parents were hamsters. Did some- and he obviously doesn't have a strong male role model in his, in his life because he is a a he is a a, a a frazzled feminine something. I mean, you can tell. I, I don't know anything about his his family, but he is his mother. Whoever the hell she is, his father contributed nothing to his personality. He's a 20-year-old paid influencer for the Biden campaign, basically. It's been proven over and over again, despite his, you know, all he does is scream at the camera when he's on. It's it's been it's been such a journey with him. Everybody really despises him. He's supposedly the spokesperson for Gen Z. It, it's ridiculous. But long story short, that's Harry Sisson in a nutshell. He posted this the other day, Frank. He posted this on what? September 24th, which was three days ago. He said, this is a bomb threat that I, that was sent to me, my university, and my management team. They threatened to kill me and claimed that a bomb was placed in my dorm room. My, yeah, all right. Just wait. <laughs> my school immediately alerted me, and we knew it was fake due to the fact that I don't live in dorms. Nobody had to be evacuated, and thankfully everyone is okay. We have no idea who sent this, but police are actively investigating and working to make sure that the sender is held accountable. This person claims to be a progressive, but given their language, I don't buy it. However, we will learn, hopefully learn more soon. Now, there's more, but just stopping there, there's a bunch of contradictions in his discussion to start. Um, but the whole person claims to be a progressive, but given their language, I don't buy it thing is he's trying to subtly propagandize people. You understand what he's doing. Yeah. Because well, he's also making he's also making his lie not so obvious by giving this fake this uh, th- this fake threat a, 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 a at least a superficial progressive face. So it's like, oh, oh, what's going on? There's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. It, he says extremism in politics is no joke. This coming right before Cat Turd was legitimately swatted during his podcast. Okay. Anyway, extremism in politics is no joke. It's becoming extremely common for my peers and I to receive death threats for voicing our opinions. It's disgusting and nobody, no matter what you believe, should face threats like this. I've been swatted, had threatening mail sent to my house, and now I faced a bomb threat because I'm involved in politics. It's insane and hopefully we can all agree on this. The lunatics won't win. We won't let them. Nobody's backing down. I'll continue to push forward along with the millions of other Gen Zers out there. Thank you to everyone who's a supporter. Oh, and, the Gen Z thing is so embarrassing. I know. And he shares a, a, a screenshot of the email. Now, everybody knows that he goes to NYU, right? Because he said it a million times. So Sarah Fields, badass from Texas. We were using um, her work to show you what was going on in the Ken Paxton impeachment. She's fantastic. He says, that's funny, Harry. I just called NYU and connected with the school's campus safety dispatch. They told me there are no alerts currently or in the past week, and and they knew nothing about what you're talking about. I'll take it a step further and write an open records request. Now, he comes back at her and starts telling her she's a liar, and now he's like, shoot. 
somebody's actually looking into this. What am I going to do? And this video, which I'm going to play because everybody needs to follow this story. This is the Jesse Smollett of Gen Z. Okay. <laughs> we, we need to follow the story. This TikToker, the older. He wants to be wanted so bad. It's just, it just doesn't belong anywhere. The brutal display that I'm seeing, the brutal takedown of this guy who keeps digging his hole deeper and deeper and deeper is so righteous in the sea of unrighteousness that I must show it to everybody. <laughs> so we're going to watch this video. It's great. It spells the whole thing out up till today. And then there's been a new development last night, which we'll go over just for everybody's popcorn eating. Grab your popcorn. Here we go. Already made a video about this, but apparently I was a little too mean in that one. According to them, I harassed and bullied little Harry here. So I'm gonna be very gentle and very straightforward about this video. So as I said before in the previous video, that didn't happen. And we know it didn't happen because multiple investigative journalists have contacted not only NYU, but they've also contacted the local police department. And sadly, rather than just taking the video down, old Harry here has just decided to dig that hole even deeper. So just to catch you up, Harry has been called out by multiple investigative journalists, most notably by Sarah, both on TikTok and on X, where she has absolutely shredded his story. But you know Harry, he's not just gonna accept being called out for lying. So after being called out about the fact that there was no report with campus security and there was no report with the police, he posted this on X. First, he called Sarah an idiot, which Harry kind of surprises me because as many videos as I've made about you, you've never come at me like that. You must feel a lot more comfortable talking aggressively to young women. You should probably talk to somebody about that, dude. He says the threat never made it to campus safety because it was never taken seriously. Well, Harry, first of all, not only is that complete and total bullshit, it would contradict your first video where you said, but someone with this name and what appeared to be a fake throwaway email emailed me, my management team, and my university. Dude, if they emailed your university, campus security would have been informed of it immediately. Like those would be the first people informed. Like they're not gonna tell the math department about it. And then you made a second video where you claimed that your university had already filed a police report. I like my own report and they said no since the university already filed one. So what we'd have to believe here is the university took it serious enough to file a police report, but not serious enough to tell their own campus security. But then you also tried to claim in that same video that campus security did have a report. And I was able to confirm via campus safety that a school report was filed and a police report was filed. I tried to get the school report, but that can only be done via subpoena. So which is it, Harry? Did the threat never make it to campus safety? Or as you said, and I was able to confirm via campus safety that a school report was filed. See, Harry, keeping up with all your lies gets to be a problem. Because in that video, you just said that campus safety confirmed that they filed a school report. But then in your tweet, you say that threat never made it to campus safety. So which is it, dude? Did it never make it to campus safety or did you confirm they have a report? And it's really hilarious that you said the campus report can only be gotten by subpoena. But the police report, you just go to a website and put it in. Hmm. That sounds believable. But I also want to point out something you did in your video that was absolutely hilarious. See, you said this. 
basically you guys are coming with me to file a police report and then I'll be able to get a copy of it in like one to two days to uh, show you guys. Now, of course, filing a false police report is a crime. You cannot do that. That's very illegal. Um, so we're taking this very, very seriously. So you set that up so you could say what I would be doing is a crime if I was filing a false report. That was your way of showing all of us that this is obviously not fake. If you're willing to file a police report over it, this is obviously something that happened. But then... So fast forward to now, I just got out of the police station. Um, I asked them if they wanted me to file like my own report and they said no, since the university already filed one. So you didn't actually file a report. Hmm, that's pretty convenient. Since you just pointed out that filing a false report would be a crime and you didn't file the report. Wonder why? I've never known the police to go, no, don't file a report. And don't worry, Harry, there is a shitload of FOIA requests in right now to see that police report. The one you claim exists. The one you claim was filed by your university without going through campus safety. But then you told us in your next video that campus safety had filed a report. It's all so confusing it's when it comes to it, you, it, Harry. It, it, so Harry, I don't know what we're supposed good. to believe here. Because what you say on X doesn't even match up to what you say on TikTok. And your campus safety office has already said they've never heard of this incident. And your local police department has already said they've never heard of this. And not a single piece of media, not even the NYU school paper covered this. Not to mention they apparently got a bomb threat and just ignored it. They had no problem with the other tens of thousands of students at NYU just being in danger of a bomb threat. And this was your explanation for that. This was handled by me and people involved in student life. Harry, what fucking school in their right mind would let the student body handle a bomb threat? Are you out of your fucking mind? Do you think that we're out of our fucking minds? No school would ever receive a bomb threat and go, Student body's got it. That's not how this shit works, Harry. So we have your comments on X not matching up to your videos on TikTok. We have a school campus safety office who claims they've never heard of a bomb threat, yet you claim they filed a school report, yet you also claim it never made it to them. You claim they filed a police report. Multiple investigative journalists have found that not to be true. And then you said you were going to the police station to file a police report to show how serious you were taking this because filing a false report would be a crime. And then you magically did file a police report, which means all that stuff you said about taking it so serious, none of that shit mattered. Harry, if you want us to believe you, if you want us to truly believe that this actually happened, go file a police report. Because the moment you do that, we will all know that you are putting yourself in danger of committing a crime if you lied. The police can't stop you from filing a report, so go file one and then show us all the report. Come on, Harry, put some skin in the game. So... That happened, and then he posted this, uh, this uh, from his school, the Clary Act requires, says Sarah, colleges and universities to report campus crime data, support victims of violence, and publicly outline the policies and procedures they put into place to improve safety. According to the reports provided by NYU's Clary Campus Notices, Harry's bomb threat is nowhere to be found, right? And then the next day... He comes out with a video showing this Clary report somehow in there. But Sarah got screenshots of when she looked at it and it didn't exist. Now, all of a sudden, Harry's got a Clary report in the system with incorrect grammar out of place in the rest of the dates that exist. Like he created it and inserted it himself. Of course he did. And, you know, 
and he's a, and, and he's a zoomer, so he doesn't have good grammar skills. It's going through. He's attacking Sarah, coming after her. He is digging his hole. So he is going to fall so far, so fast that Harry Sisson will cease to exist after Sarah is done with him. And he's probably going to get in trouble. He's probably going to get in trouble for doing all this, too. Think about what he's done. I would hope so. But um, I I don't know if this is going to. They they are like the... uh, they are like the the, the clown, inflatable clown punching bags. These these types of people, I, he should have been done. The second people realize how this guy lives, okay, you understand what what a kid like him lives like in Rye, New York, okay, what that kind of life is. I don't know how anybody could have, without just looking at him on the surface, to think that this is a relatable, fresh face that 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 is really just you know inspiring and and politically activating and all that stuff this is literally the just the 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 beta version of every last 50 year i don't know jammed up politician class country club freak this is so um i mean unless you live around people like that you just you just don't get it so i We'll see. I'd love to see him just take a, a hard fall just because it, he's full of shit. He, Always has been. But he, this is crazy. He, now, now to say, now, as far as the, the, um, the campus goes, have they responded at all to what is going on right now? Do you think they're just laying in wait to see what, what's, uh, what's going to happen do next? Do you want to know what I truly think? I truly think they're doing everything they can behind the scenes to try and make this as credible as they possibly can make it, is what I think. To help him. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now... Harry Sisson commented underneath Sarah's post showing, because she's unbiased and very straightforward, all of this. And Harry says, since Sarah won't do it because she's dishonest and disingenuous, I'll put this in her replies. Go to this website, scroll down to incident 2023-2067, which is the bomb threat sent to me on Thursday, September 21st. It says I reported it that day at 1.30 p.m., It says reported that day, not I reported it. You can also go to the video on my page. I further discuss this. This proves that she was wrong and I was right. The bomb threat was never a lie. Sarah jumped to insane conclusions and harassed me in my university. When the police report is out via our FOIA request, she'll be even more embarrassed than she is now. Now, Sarah already filed a FOIA request for the police report. She did it a few days ago when this was all rolling out. But somebody has, there's a big problem because it was not there before yesterday. And again, now it's there in the wrong spot. It's not in chronological order. It looks as though it was just inserted in there. He's lying. A, yeah, he's lying. So he did that. Now, as far as the the, the complicity of the school, um, perhaps there are people in those offices because we know how they all lean. Um, they, If they look into him at all, they can see that this kid is very very important or at least nominally important to what they think is the upcoming the upcoming generation of democrat voters but at the same time the same rules apply to nyu as they do to harry sisson as far as filing a false police report and anything like that there's only so much i can imagine that a politically supportive school would do to um help bolster any kind of credibility to this without actually having to go and commit a crime themselves we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of it because Sarah isn't gonna let it go. 
And what a, what a, a man. Yeah, I wonder what his metrics. I wonder what his what his his Twitter and his TikTok were showing. He must have had like some kind of a dip in his reach or something like that, and he probably freaked out about you know his his future as a public figure. And I wonder what what really gets somebody like we know. For example, the the profile, the character profile of Jesse Smollett himself. I mean, that's a guy who's had some moderate success. He's known. He's friends with the ex-president and all that stuff. But what comes next after Empire? What comes next? You know, you, you're probably thinking about just something to make you viable and and to and to boost you up and give you a little bit of a shot in the arm. Harry's even he's more pathetic than 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 uh, Jesse. He doesn't. He's he's nothing. He literally doesn't do anything. So I wonder what was the impetus for him to say, I've, I need to make myself more important quickly. I, I've got it. Maybe a bomb threat. Maybe maybe I can make myself the subject of a bomb threat because A, it'll be attention and B, it'll be attention that says I'm important. Somebody wanted to kill me. I, I wish I could that, have but- been in. They're so tr- they're so right. That's not universities don't handle bomb threats by saying, "Oh, he doesn't have a dorm on campus. We're not even going to look into it." It was supposedly directed at two different sites on campus. You get a bomb threat like that, it is a full out freaking response. Lockdown. You, right. You don't just say, "Oh, pff, that's just some moron email." Like this kid is so stupid. And if if that's let's pretend for a second, the bomb threat's real. And NYU did nothing about it. That's a whole different can of worms. So either way, there's a big problem here, and we will get to the bottom of it. I will keep following this for you. The it's, pe- a good, it's a good point because on the 21st of September, if this were really the case, the headlines in the New York Times and elsewhere would have been about NYU being locked down for a bomb threat. Yes. If this if this were true, that's the only that is the it, this. This scenario would never play out any other way without those headlines being made and the entire campus being locked down. They don't have they don't have the luxury of assessing whether or not a, a threat is with, credible with student life. They, they they don't have the luxury of doing that. So it would have been New York Post, New York Times. It would have been Washington Post. It would have been and, and of course news all throughout the city. And- you, would have, you would have had the helicopter cameras going. You also would have had legacy media saying uh, famous progressive Gen Z activist attacked with bomb threat. They would be exploiting this all over the place. If You know that it would be headlines across the board about how crazy the extremist right is sending bomb threats to freaking young Biden supporters. I mean, he's finished. He's finished. We'll see. But... He's definitely exposed, and I love it. I love it. Yeah, I had a. I'm just looking through here. What what is it? He said it was 2067. Like they all go in order. 1111. Like they go in order. I don't. Um. I'll, I, it's. He's in trouble. He's in trouble. There's, oh my gosh! If this ends with him being handcuffed, I would be. S- that would be, you know, out of all the crap that's happened in 2023, out of all the things that popped up on the bingo card, uh, that would be one of those things that just like, huh, kind of, kind of nice. It would be cool kinda to nice. see them face accountability for once. 
Like well, you, can, you can just smell the ill intentions just coming off of a person, especially when they have any modicum of uh, of success on social media and you just can't get rid of them. I know you love the For You tab. I despise it more and more every day. I want to throw my guts up, and I don't want to start blocking people just so they won't show up there. I'm not a type of – I block, like, obvious spam accounts, the the no-follower, Joe1569, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I, I block like spam accounts where I know that they're I know they're not human, but um, but uh, I don't want to start blocking people. I don't want to do it because if, if they pop up, if, if a story happens involving a person, I'd rather not follow and it gets retweeted into my timeline. I don't want to not see it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, it, these people, the first thing I see every time I open up the damn app, I hate it. The Krasensteins are walking back their vaccine stance, by the way. Why? Because. What, what's the stance? Well. Support? No, they were saying they supported mandates and now they're saying they, they really don't. So they're taking a little bit of a uh, of a uh, of a newsome approach. Yeah. Yeah. They're taking a newsome approach, if you want to call that, because Elon Musk tweeted this video now. If you're listening to this video or if you're listening to the podcast, you're not going to be able to see this, but I'll do a quick explainer because I have to play it. Um, it's a video of all the news reports from medical journals and news and stuff like that showing how over a course of time, their claims about vaccine efficacy waned from 100 down to 20 percent. And I'll put the show the link to this video that Elon Musk tweeted yesterday in the show notes, but we'll play it real quick, Frank so that everybody can see how ridiculous this really is. Always, it always hits. That sparked some conversation underneath. Oh, I'm it. sure it did. He said, have you heard disinformation? Like meaning this information, disinformation. But he put a space between. He, it was just, it was crafty. And so everybody started talking about it. And then Highwire got in underneath it. And I always say this. There's no other organization but ICANN doing the work that 
it needs to be done in this in this arena. They're they're amazing, and they shared the questions and um, the questions they posed to the Health and Human Services Department about the shot and about its efficacy. And they shared all the letters back and forth. Now, most of the time when you read a letter, you're like, eh, nothing's gonna come of it. But they they sue and they sue often and they win almost. <laughs> they win a lot. They win a lot. So. They're saying here all about their trials, that you don't need a placebo-controlled trial to, you know, show efficacy, all kinds of stuff. I'm going to put that down for everybody to read. But we've got stuff like this going on also here from Highwire and ICANN. Listen. Turbo cancer. What does that mean? Turbo cancer, it's a recent term. It arose in the public domain. And it really describes aggressive cancers that are arising in COVID-vaccinated individuals. It's showing up in young people, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Uh, the youngest case that I've reported was a 12-year-old boy who had one Moderna vaccine. Four months later, develops stage four brain cancer, and then six months later, he died. And so this is something I've never seen before in my career. I've diagnosed probably 20,000 cancer patients in my career. I've never seen cancers behaving like this, um, and they grow very, very rapidly. And they present at a late stage. Turbo cancer. So the shit is going to hit the fan. I'm not going to stop talking about this. This is insane. And it's so troubling to me how everything gets freaking politicized. This is a topic that should never be politicized. This is your neighbor, your friend, your family, your father, your mother, your, your sister, your brother, your... Everybody, I mean, 12-year-old kids developing stage four brain cancer. And then they're like, oh, yeah. we can't prove it was the shot. The shot that comes in and destroys your immune system, destroys your genes. <laughs> yeah, you know, can't, can't prove it. Which leads me to this next headline that I found. And it's, it touches close to home because of Gigi at Uncover DC, whose daughter, gosh, sadly killed herself after being on Zoloft. And she was never supposed to be given Zoloft at her age. It's not approved for use in her age group. And the doctor did it anyway. There's a long story there. But Maine Dad says high school clinic sent 17-year-old daughter home with secret baggie of Zoloft. And then when he complained, they sick child protective services on him. So... A federally funded health clinic operating within her high school provided his minor daughter with a baggie of prescription antidepressants without his knowledge or consent. They, they, they school nurses could not even give us Tylenol when we went to school. Yes, this is we could a- we we can lay in the we can lay in the office and take it. They can give us a cold compress, a band aid. They can give us a thermometer to see if we have a fever. They couldn't even give us Tylenol when we went to school. And now they are sneaking kids home with drugs that. that it says here that he called the school, and the principal said this is not a it's not a, a school run thing. It's a separate entry entity, federally funded by the federally funded entity. That is not under his control. So there is a there is a separate group operating inside of this school in Maine that is able to prescribe Zoloft, those classes of drugs to children on the spot without parental consent in on school grounds. Because this has to be prescribed. 
Sachs said representatives from the health center, which is operated by the Waterville-based HealthReach Community Health Centers, told him they were legally allowed to give his daughter prescription drugs without informing him, but they wouldn't address the fact that it came home in a baggie, a biohazard baggie with no, no dosage information, no instructions for her, just Zoloft's in a baggie like a drug addict would, would get from a dealer on the corner. And then when he complained, CPS shows up at his house. I don't get that though. There is a, they are there. What makes it legal for a anybody that represents any kind of a health clinic somewhere to operate inside of a school and pro, just provide children drugs, antipsychotic, anti anti anxiety, whatever the hell it is. Something Zoloft is a hardcore drug. Sac- What's the, the the providing all about? Where is the prescription process? Where and how can you skirt parental consent on that? He's well. What they're saying here is that he they send a form home in the beginning of the year. One of those forms, you know, your kids bring home a packet and they're like, "Oh, sign here, sign here, sign this, sign this, sign this. We need this. This is the disclaimer form for the technology. This is the student form." Well, apparently, they may have sent home a form at the beginning of the year that she just signed that gives them the right to prescribe these drugs to her kids without their consent or knowledge. They're protected from liability in the event that they're accused of negligence or wrongdoing because they have a federal grant. So it, it this is a hell of a story. This is a hell of a story. I, and again, again, I think about all of the uh, the hubbub up there in Canada this week because they had a 98 year old member of the Waffen SS uh, get uh, a standing ovation, and then afterwards, everybody has to cower with their tail between their legs, as if we are not so much worse than the Nazis. As if we are not so, I mean, it's we, we play this game in the mirror where we try to make ourselves look good. But look at what's happening. Look at look at what is happening everywhere. This is horrendous. And what is the what is the utility for something like this to be able to hide consent to drug up children without parental consent inside of these school waiver forms and everything else? What is the what's the intended purpose for that other than? diabolical reasoning uh, there's no there's no there is no other quite like there this is a topic that really needs to be s- discussed more often and more frequently and louder in the public sphere and Gigi posted about this and she the, the comments under look here's her post it has 1,284 retweets and the comments underneath here are so heartbreaking about other people who've had these experiences with these medicines. And so I'm going to put this in the show notes for everybody too. It, it's, I can't even believe that we're at a place w- like where we have to worry that there's some federally funded clinic doling out SSRI medication to our, our kids who don't, first of all, don't need them. Second of all, are underage and can't consent to anything. It's just, it's freaking terrible. So, yeah, we're going to change topics a little bit here and go to this ridiculous New York decision in the Trump case yesterday. Yeah. Unbelievable. This is unbelievable. This is stupid and unbelievable. Just without even getting into the minute details of this, the judge found that Donald Trump inflated his wealth when he was doing business deals. 
and he committed fraud and they revoked his New York business licenses. It's going to appeal. I cannot see any other person upholding this. It's it's he sanctioned his lawyers for making arguments in the case at all. Like they couldn't even file motions or anything without being sanctioned by the judge, $7500 a piece. It's insane. But the 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 craziest thing is this is the civil lawsuit that Letitia James couldn't get filed criminally because it wasn't it wasn't strong enough, I guess, for a criminal referral. And so <laughs> none of the things they allege he did hurt anybody, first of all. He repaid all of the loans he had on the buildings. He he never defaulted on anything. Nobody was harmed in any of it, even if, quote, he did inflate stuff. And you have to understand how real estate works to know that this is nonsense. The judge actually ruled that he inflated the worth of Mar-a-Lago from the years of 2011 to 2021. The judge said that Mar-a-Lago was worth 18 to 27 million dollars. Kanakoa did a little search and found out what property values around Mar-a-Lago were. Here's Mar-a-Lago on the screen. It's like eight, how many acres? I don't even know. 20 acres on the ocean in, in Florida. There are homes that are not even directly on the ocean that are a fraction of the size that are worth more than what this judge is saying Mar-a-Lago is worth. Like 18.9 million for 0.28 of an acre. Over here, 23 million for half an acre. And then there's Mar-a-Lago at 18 acres they're saying is worth $18 million. I think it was Forbes that said, um, I think it was Forbes that said they valued it at 300 million. Forbes, a left-leaning outlet valuing his property like gazillion times more than this judge. So they're hyenas. They're hyenas. It's just like this is why you can you go into all of the whatever it is, because once this is behind us, there will be something else. And you go into the details and you realize that the the prosecutors and the judges are out of their minds and they're they're they they're they're saying things and putting things on the record that make no sense. uh, But they're doing it anyway because they're hyenas. Um, They this is why I keep saying, everybody be prepared. He will be convicted of something. With 91 ridiculous indictments against, he will be convicted of something. Whether or not it stands or not is a different story. But if this is going through, holy moly, think about anything in D.C. Just, it's, it's ridiculous. All of it's ridiculous. I'm sorry, it just is. And, you know, a lot of people know that, that, Oh, whatever. It's it's just stupid. Yeah, but Harry, what Harry Sisson would tell you that this is when you compare. I mean, there's there's no other thing to look at right here. Ninety one indictments versus zero to Joe Biden. Who's a real crook? Mm. The DOJ is fair and unbalanced and balanced, Frank. Very, yeah. very fair. New York is fair, too. By the way, I wanted to bring this up later, but I'll bring it up now. Um, did you know that Mayor Eric Adams on Friday was sworn in as a high-level Freemason at Gracie Mansion? Yes. Can you tell people about Gracie, about um, high-level Freemasonry? Because I know that's your, more your thing than mine. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what to, to really say. 
I mean, I've got uh, I got Albert Pike's book over here. I haven't read it yet. It's still, it's an oldie, but it's just one of those, just one of those things that you know, one of those boxes checked off. You see a guy who's obviously running. Um, he's always been very, you know, who you gotta you gotta listen to, uh, especially all of my um, all of my interviews with Sal Greco from the NYPD. Um, he has spent a lot of time exposing this guy for the. Pretty much, to, you know, being a, a gang leader for a long, long time. The fact that he's a Freemason and he's in in another type of inner circle that is it is a more of a planetary fraternal order is not surprising at all. Not surprising at all. Um, still a puppet. I don't care what level he is at. What? 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 What is he? He got his thirty third degree or something now. Um, I don't know how he can even. He doesn't have the intellect. I, know I would love need- to hear him memorize the language. You gotta do a lot of memorization in the Freemasons. I would love to hear him actually perform this, perform the rites. I mean, I would love it. Several other officials were there, including Herbert, NYPD Deputy Chief of Manhattan Borough North, Rule Stephenson, Assemblymember Gary Pretlow, State Senator Kevin Parker. Yeah. They received their 32nd degree Freemasonry, making them sublime princes of the royal secret of the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite Masonry Northern Jurisdiction. Yeah. They probably put him on the uh, on the fast track because uh, I would I would whatever. 32nd. Soon he'll be up there with P Diddy. <laughs> uh, there are some people in the audience who have written into me to tell me that the Freemasons aren't really actually all that bad. Uh, well, listen, it's just like anything else. I know I know plenty of freemasons um that don't have any hold any sway in in uh in any kind they, they're nothing they're, they're local plumbers they're this and that and it's uh just like anything else there are parasitic parasitic um factions of organizations there's parasitic factions of local ymcas so yeah I, you know you, you talk about the the pop culture the pop culture ring of being able to expose a Freemason and secret societies that, I mean, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a draw. But I mean, if you're, if you're being honest, there are most Freemasons are not part of any kind of, uh, you know, new world order. And, and that's the other thing there too. Um, just like in the past, there used to be a couple of really big you have your trilateral commissions and, and CFR, things like that, that are started after World War One. Uh, at, at, at a time, you can you can draw a lot of things back to one of those two organizations and how they went and gobbled up media all across America because we didn't go into the League of Nations. And they wanted to be able to start some kind of movement toward a consolidation that include uh, included america down the line which ended up being the un but since then there's so many subsidiary groups there's so many clubs there's so many ngos that it, it, it there is it's all under the umbrella the 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 501c3s they created their foundation so they can keep all their money separate from everybody else and and and, and influence things there i mean george Soros. we know what open society open society is doing he he just speaking of maine before george soros just bought two dozen local maine newspapers last week it was announced or two weeks ago so i mean they're buttoning things up all over the place uh th- this um 
this this DA in Philadelphia. That's that's part of the all the crap that's going on in the in the streets in Philadelphia right now. That was a Soros DA, and that's that's money coming from all over the place now. So, you know, you think about the Freemasons. Obviously, there's there's a lot going on there, a lot of history, and a lot to be studied. But, I mean, the threat is all around us, and it has ten thousand names, and you know, just like I say. Uh, it's not that it's not like every key grip in uh, in Hollywood is part of some kind of a, uh, you know, a satanic ritual abuse ring. It's the same thing like when you see a photo of someone with someone and it's like guilty by association. If you snap a picture with somebody like you can't swipe a broad brush across everybody. No, no, especially especially since a, a lifetime could be so long. And if you ever crossed paths with somebody 20 years ago who ended up being a, uh, you know, a demon in some way, suddenly, suddenly, if you have any kind of attention brought on you, you were always in on it. You know, so it, you have to, in fact, you know, well, anyway, we're getting a little bit farther away from the point. But, yeah, there's there's plenty. Of, I mean, there's, everybody in this audience knows a Freemason uh, because it's just it's, it's a just thing. a very, very it's like the Elks Lodge in many ways. Yes. Yes, yes. Who the Elks people are very, very passionate about their organization. Yeah, you have oh, the Elks Club. You have the Rotary Club. Yep. You have the K- Kiwanis. Oh, Kiwanis! Um, oh my gosh, I forgot about them. Kiwanis Club. Yeah. Um, thank you. I knew you would bring some poignant information to that topic. Um. Did you oh, wait, there's still there's still plenty to be learned though. About what uh, what Freemasonic, what what the the darker sides of Free, Free Freemasonry, um, and its connection to those uh, first iterations of the Illuminati and and Adam Weishaupt's work, uh, putting that all together, its infiltration of everything from world religions to you name it. I mean, there's there's plenty to be learned there. But again, don't overcorrect. You always have to just pretend just don't overcorrect and try to fight against overcorrection wherever you can. There's plenty. There's plenty to look into. But um but you don't want to be the you don't want to be the, the you don't want to make yourself look crazier than the stuff you're trying to expose. Yeah. Yeah, great advice. Oh, I have to ask you a question before we go on to the what's going on in Philly. Harrow is on your shirt. Is that the pool store? Is that the guy who founded the pool store? The pool store? Yeah, Harrow's. The pool store. No. Oh, no, no. This is Richard Harrow from, from Boardwalk Empire. Oh, okay. You don't remember Harrow's? What the hell's a pool store? It was a pool store where you could buy all your pool supplies and stuff in New York. Uh, I, I never saw Boardwalk Empire, so I have no idea who that is. Oh, you got to watch Boardwalk Empire. I'm going to find it now. Hold on a second. You have to watch Boardwalk Empire. Oh, so good. In fact, I've been saying it for like a year now. Lauren and I are due to watch it again. Very hard to watch all of our favorite shows because Aurora understands what she's seeing on the television now. The first year that she was around, like from birth to about year one, we could still watch The Sopranos in the middle of the day. Not anymore. Not anymore. There's too much tits. Look. It's on screen. Harrow's, the company that cares. Relax in a new pool. Oh, that is familiar. Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, it's, on okay. New, it's in New York. It's Carl Place in Melville, Harrow's. What the hell does Christmas mean? Why does it have a Christmas tab? Because they sell, they sell holiday decorations and stuff, Click too. Click that. 
That's what I care. Click Christmas. I want to see this. Here they are. Hold on. I'm on a major I delay. I know. It's stupid. I can't figure out why. I wish it wasn't. Just go on YouTube and figure it out. How to share screens while broadcasting on Zoom. Oh, they sell trees. That's nice. Yeah, they're nice. It's coming up. That's all the uh, lights, decor. Look, decorative lights. They have LEDs. They uh, have they have all the things. They have the blow-ups. They have the It's going to be time for a new tree for us. We had a really we have a really really nice fake tree for years. Um but it might be time for a new one. We never went to the real the real tree route. I'm I'm interested in doing a real tree at least one year. You have to do it once, and then you'll never do it again. After that one that, time, it's either people saying you'll always do it, or you'll never do it because of the needles and everything yep. else. But I, I can see why people love doing it because, un, like packing it all back up and putting it back in your basement suck. I would love to just throw a tree out every year. My my husband hates when Christmas time comes around because of what I do to my house. He hates it. It's a glitter everywhere, sparkles and glitter and silver and oh, gold. You, and you, should, you, should, you're, you would love what Lauren does here then. I know I would. Somebody said in the chat, America's falling, but yeah, Christmas trees. Listen, we have to have some yes. small, small <laughs> bit of solace. And Christmas trees is it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, 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 no. How did, we need to recover the last two minutes we just spent talking <laughs> about harrows and Christmas trees because we could have done something. <laughs> That, we were they, were they were kidding they were laughing it wasn't like a, a a slight at us it was it was it was a funny thing i wouldn't be too sure i know that guy oh okay <laughs> in the past two minutes that we've been talking we could have saved somebody we, i know we had two minutes of critical time that we have now wasted and someone is worse off for it <laughs> The guy who said it is worse off yes. for it. The other person. <laughs> All right. In Philadelphia, towards the end of the show here, even though I had a lot more, this is important. They're rioting in Philadelphia. I can't figure out why. Do you know why? There was another there was another cop that was uh that that had to use had to use uh force against a knife wielding uh suspect out there who was investigated and subsequently let off because he didn't do anything wrong. Mm. And that, of course, was the cue for the uh, the BLM mindset to be activated and triggered inside of people to go and loot and burn again, looting all night. And um, it, it, that that's just it. Well, there's this part. Michael Pelka, formerly of the Dark Delight podcast, when he stepped in for Frank for a little while here, said everybody must eat, quote, as the liquor store is looted, okay? Right. So this is Meatball. Her name is Meatball. I used to have a cat named Meatball. The cat came up to the front door a couple days in a row. My dad gave it meatballs. It ate the meatballs. We named it Meatball. And then later on, we got spaghetti to keep her company. Anyway. That's nice. Yeah, and, and, and of course, as you'll see, this is a girl who has never missed a meal, so. <laughs> Clearly. But here she is live streaming. Everybody must eat. 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 That's what I'm talking about. Russell, Eddie. 
Every everybody everybody must eat, Frank. Um, I I Wo woefully unintelligent. It's just you you look at that, and, and and not even just her looking beyond her, and you just see woeful, unintelligent people. So oh. you always say like why why is this person live streaming this event safe from any retaliation or any arrest or anything like that? Well, thankfully, Meatball was arrested. Here she is. Yo, what are y'all doing? We don't got nothing to do with this. Uh, ma'am, we were just watching you stream. Yo, what that wasn't doing? me. We don't got nothing to do with this. Yeah. Oh, I saw a little bit more than that. That's all. I'm a saying. What happens there's a longer, next? There's a longer clip where she just kind of like accepted her fate. Where Where is that? Can you find it so I, we can? I forget. It was on Twitter last night, where she says we had nothing to do with this, and she then she kind of slinks back into the car and almost like, uh, like, uh, like finally processes that she's screwed. Influencer Meatball appears to be arrested while live streaming wild looting rampage in Philadelphia. I'm trying to look. Trending free meat. <laughs> I I can't I can't find it right now, but it's it, it's you know listen again. Uh, it is a story that will be copy and pasted into into cities over and over again until there's nothing left to loot. And you got to realize this is going to come to private residences. Eventually, it will. This is mayhem. Be like I can't. It's eventually this will come to private residences. So I can't plan it plan yeah. accordingly. Yeah, because they were trying to do this when it got really heated. Remember, they were saying we're coming to your suburban neighborhood. You crazy in, in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're doing that in Minnesota. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Um, This one really got me in the feels here, too. Oh, well, here, let's play this clip of Zelensky. <laughs> This didn't get me in the feels. This is ridiculous. Listen to what he says. We're firing. First of all, you have to know, all these cases, all these, all these cases are not with the help, are not connecting that Nepovyazda, as not connected with the help of our partners. So it's not about the weapon of our partners or money for the weapon, or uh, money for the uh, budget to uh, give uh, pensions, social support, etc. It's uh, another uh, cases. Uh, it's not about the partners. So, so this, these are Ukrainian funds. These are Ukrainian cases, but anyway, yes, but anyway, it doesn't matter for me now. We will fight and will in the, and win in this war. No, you won't. But again, you already I'm lost. underlining it's not the money of our partners. Also, it's in other words, the money that's being looted and stolen and, and scourged, it's in a separate bucket. It's only the Ukrainian money they're looting and scourging. <laughs> it's, it's the money. It, it's not about the money of our partners. It's, it's all you have. Yeah, I know. I know it's it's your your partner's money, your partner's tanks, your partner's guns and missiles, your partner's training, your partner's special forces that we we are sure are there. The vol the your partner's volunteers that are all have all been dead for a year or so now. I mean, your partner's media, their cheerleaders, their I mean, you are nothing. You are nothing 
This guy, seriously, this man is nothing. He's not a president of a country. He's not the president of a country. No, no, no. Ukraine is it is a Ukraine is a fictional place. It's it's absurd. This this we'll do this to end, Frank. This uh, uh, again, if you're listening, will be a little hard for you to uh, see. So I'll put it in the notes. But this this street performer, honest street performer, sitting there playing his keyboard for everybody, doing nothing wrong. People walk up, steal his tip jar money, then come back and destroy his keyboard. Thankfully, he's gone viral now, so we can get some support. And there are good people in the world. But we're gonna play this clip. It it, it hurt. To watch this. The, key, the keyboard goes down first, and then they take the clip money. They No, she came up first and took money, walked away. Then came back later on, knocked his keyboard down, and took more money. You can see it in the video. Here we go. This is one of the worst things somebody's probably ever done to me while street performing. So this kind of stuff happens here and there, so I usually just keep playing through it, but after what's about to happen, I had to stop. This is also the last song of the night, and side note, I do this to see people happy, so please don't harass the person in this video. I'm so sorry. I'm un, I'm untalented. I'm triggered by other people's talents. And she steals his freaking money. Yeah. And walks away. Now, people come in and help him pick up his keyboard and yell and some guy tips him to compensate for it. What a what a what a Hey, there you go. Hey, stop Asian hate, huh? Stop Asian hate, huh? There it is in a, in a, in a nutshell. There it is. I just, that is a useless animal. I what can't a useless understand animal. what you have to have in your heart. Nothing. Move. They don't have anything in their heart, in their minds, nothing. They are programmed biocomputers, and they are programmed for self-destruction and no accountability. I think, was this in Austin? I don't know. He posted... He street performs. He's gotten a bunch of interviews. It was on TMZ. Georgia. It's Georgia. Like it was the it was the flow, the flow of of the whole event there that just happened. She walks up, uh, committed to ruining his performance. That's number one. So the sight of somebody doing something that she could not fathom being able to do herself. I need to go ruin this for him. They found goes her. there, ruins it. It falls. There's more destruction caused than she intended. And that actually gave her pause for a moment. And she said, sorry. And you can tell that she was almost a little embarrassed that her little, you know, mess up job went too far. And then as soon as she said, sorry, it took a mere two and a half seconds for her to say, I might as well steal some money while I'm here. I mean, think about the non-entity 
of a human being that is. How do you even repair what has been done to that girl? You can't. She she has an apology. They found her. I'm sorry for everyone that has seen the viral video. I've I have took accountability for my actions. How? I know it was wrong and ignorant of me, but please keep my family out of it. Y'all problem is with me, not my family. You don't get anything out of your family created you. You, you are a reflection on your family. That is why you go into the world. You That is the kind of mentality you go into the world. You're a reflection of where you came from. You don't re you don't represent a race. You don't represent a species. You don't rep you represent where you came from, your parents. And and you are a very, very that's why I said with Harry Sisson, I don't know who his parents are. I just know that he is his mother and he didn't have a good father because he is a frazzled mirror image of chaotic feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, listen, to you, that that's just it. You're. Y'all problem is not with me, is with me, not my family. You don't get anything out of texting them or me, and I have already apologized to the person. We have talk. She adds, everything is good. No, I didn't steal any money, and I didn't break the piano. I'm a human just like you all. Everyone has made mistakes. Nobody isn't perfect. Again, I'm sorry for my actions. I've seen worse downtown. This is nothing compared to what I did, and I know it's not right. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, maybe... May I always hope that people come to a fork in the road and they take the right path. And maybe, maybe this is a moment where the mirror is held up to her and she sees that, oh, wow, I was caught on tape looking at, you know, the, the lowest expression of human, humankind to go and just attack somebody, especially somebody who's performing and doing something so innocent. Just, um, just for people on the street to listen to as they, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe she becomes a saint after this. No. And I pray that I pray that she does. But uh, there's no. something uh, I don't I don't think it's going to last too long. No. Well, that's it for today, guys. We'll be back Friday. You have been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify and RadioInfluence.com. Streaming live Monday, Wednesday and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on Getter, Rumble and on X. And also uh, Frank does Monday through Friday at 7 on QuiteFrankly.tv and Rumble. I do Tuesdays and Thursdays on Rumble at 2 p.m. Catch both of those extras out and we will be back on Friday. Later.